today on Growth Mindset University. This guy ended up, you know, having a child when he was young, and even at that, like he was homeless at the time. So, you know, transitioning that man living in his car. Yeah, yeah. I mean, living in his car. You're listening to Growth Mindset University, educating tomorrow's leaders with lessons from today's entrepreneurial elite. It's a progressive new age of business we find ourselves in, and we'll help you find the success you seek by listening to today's industry professionals and thought leaders teach us the lessons we should have learned in school but didn't. Now, please welcome your host, Jordan Paris. All right, my guest today is my friend, a returning guest, Carrick Felix. Carrick was drafted into the NBA 33rd overall by the Cleveland Cavaliers in 2013 after averaging nearly 15 points a game in his final season at Arizona State and being named second team All-Pac-12 and Pac-12 All-Defensive Team. He was also named the Pac-12 Scholar Athlete of the Year. Love it. And earned first team All-Pac-12 Academic Team honors. He's also given three TED Talks. Carrick, Felix, welcome to the show oh, again. Thank you for having me, Jordan. I appreciate it. Welcome. I mean, it's glad to be back. I'm happy to be back. So, Yeah, dude, I, I, I've loved building this relationship with you over really the past, uh, you know, maybe almost a year and a half. I don't, yeah. know. I don't know. I don't quite know. But I know last time we were really, we were plagued with just like on the podcast, oh, like with man. awful, awful connection issues. Like that was the worst man. connection that I've yeah. ever had on a podcast. <laughs> no, man, it was so, it was so bad. It was so bad. And honestly, I mean, to be, to be honest, it was probably my fault. So <laughs> nah, that's no big deal, man. But like, you know, it's still to my surprise, like actually I didn't think after that podcast, it was going to be able to be like produced into something. Yeah. And, and by the way, for the listener, you know, this, this was, episode 50 something this was up in the very early stages of the podcast where you know this will be like around almost 200 so a long time ago but uh yeah i didn't think it was going to be able to come together with you know with all those issues but it ended up like it wasn't too too bad the final product <laughs> but i'm excited to give another crack at it here today yes, yes, uh, yes. people can find you i want to make sure they can find you uh, you know, so when they're, you know, when, when people hear something they're curious about and go look you up, yeah. uh, you know, obviously people Google you, you come right up, but, uh, at Carrick underscore Felix on Instagram is, I think that's where you like to hang out the most, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's where I like to hang out the most. Um, Instagram, um, is definitely where most of the content's at. Uh, obviously there's LinkedIn as well, but Instagram is definitely the spot. Yeah. Yeah. So I, this is a question I've never asked before. Usually I, I try to ask questions that people have never been asked before. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll be true for you too. I'm sure no, you've been asked this before. It's a stupid question, but I've never <laughs> we'll asked see. it before. And there's a reason I'm asking this. So on a scale of one to 10, Carrick, like how much are you enjoying life right now? Oh man, <laughs> scale of one to 10. Probably honestly, like if I could, if we can put it up a scale of one to 20, I would say 20. So I would say 10, 10 out of 10 nice, right now. Man. Um, you well, know, what goes into that? You know, honestly, it's, it's just every day. Um, it, it's mostly just, being able to enjoy the moment and just be in like I've, I've understood over the like the past years uh just with like being in professional sports um going through these different you know adverse situations that is being present is in the moment you know just understanding the 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 time that's happening now is like the best thing i could possibly do so i've just been just more present just you know 
this healthier, you know, this, this literally, literally just experiencing new things, just getting up and traveling and, you know, going to this different events and dinner. And obviously I'm, I get to do what I love. So I, I can't be mad, man. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, um, actually this just kind of came to me since the ceremony was, mm-hmm. uh, today for Kobe. Did you, did you ever get to play against him, come into contact, you know, like bump into him, you know, at any point? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I got to ask. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, and it's one of those tough things. You know, I didn't know Kobe personally. I didn't, you know, hang out with him, but I was able to, to, to play on the court with him and, and guard him um, during his last season. And that was for me, um, that was a big moment in my life because, you know, just just looking at the tragedy that happened and, and the the lives that were lost and the families um, that lost their loved ones. Um, but when it comes to Kobe, you know, you look at the legacy he's built, um, the time he's put in, and, and the hours after hours, and and so much that he sacrificed, not only for the sport of basketball, but just outside the sport. You know, being a father, you know, a businessman, and just being able to create the impact. You know, it, it's it's one of those things where when I was young, like he, Kobe Bryant, and I can talk about this for a long time, but man, I'm trying to keep it short, but Kobe Bryant literally was one of the reasons really just gave me the reason to work hard and made it okay for me to wake up at 5am in the morning and, you know, get in the gym and, you know, and be the asshole that nobody likes because, you know, at the end of the day, you're passionate, you love something and just to do it, to your best ability and be the best you can be. So it's, it's, it was, that's, it's still a hard thing, man. It's, it's still a hard thing. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with, you know, with you having a daughter too. Yeah. I'm sure you could definitely relate to it that way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just thinking about him just being a father and, you know, obviously as a father, like you said, I I understand it. Um, But putting myself in the shoes and, you know, just thinking about, what was going on and, and, and just, just being a parent. Um, you know, I think that it, it, I think it affected a lot of people, um, just because mm-hmm. the connection we have with our kids, um, you know, and it, it's, yeah, man, I just, again, just blessed. That's yeah, it. Just yeah. blessed. By, by the way, dude, I'm pretty sure we talked on the phone the night before the accident i yeah i'd have to go back and look at my call history but i'm pretty sure i think we so that's a little yeah 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 that's actually (laughs) it's like it's like you remember you kind of remember like mundane pieces of like that weekend even like Mm -hmm. you know it's almost like 9 11 like you just kind of like remember like i was you know i just remember turning on the the pro bowl yeah and and like i'm like i was so excited i was like you know i just get to have a good relaxing sunday like i just i don't have any responsibilities mm-hmm. and like i'm just gonna watch the pro bowl and i'm gonna eat healthy food <laughs> and this is gonna be a great day yeah, yeah <laughs> like, no, trust me. and i'm feeling i'm feeling on track with my ted talk because carrick guided me <laughs> last night told me what to do feeling more peace of mind i'm gonna enjoy my sunday and then i turn i turn it on instantly but we can confirm the news that oh, and i'm just like oh i'm like no way oh. like like of all you know oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i even saw too and i didn't even mean to talk about this today but i even saw too yeah. that the the guy the pilot he um 
he was under some discipline in 2015 for flying, a, a, you know, a helicopter with limited visibility when he wasn't supposed to. Mm-hmm. Like I literally just saw that before we hopped on here. So and, crazy, man. And that, and he ended up he had to like go to counseling because of it, and you know, like like uh, you know, almost like you go to driving school. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A ticket, and uh, and to think that like you know that would end up killing you know that those people and like like of all people like of like, all people oh. i know but anyway i know man right right i can i can yeah, yeah. It's, it's just so crazy weird stuff man so weird yeah but uh so i, w- I want to talk about i was watching your one of your ted talks last night in uh it was i don't know when you gave the talk but mm-hmm. it came out july 2019 or mm-hmm. june 2019 i think and it was about uh it was about yeah, I think it was called Bridge to the Impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What was it, called? it was uh, yeah, yeah no, it was yeah, called so, Bridge to Impossible. Yeah, Bridge to Impossible. Hmm. So, like, I I love the way you pull that story out of your hat, like towards <laughs> the end of yeah. that man that was going through those struggles. <laughs> can you can you tell can you tell the story of that man who was going through those struggles, Carrick? I, I I just want I want people to hear this. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, you know, it's funny because you know when I was kind of creating this whole deal, I was trying to figure out, you know, what's good, like how to really, you know, kind of confuse the audience a little bit, but just kind of captivate them. Right. So you know, when I was thinking of a story, yeah, story yeah, no, I know, I know. So when I was thinking about like the story about the the young boy, you know, who grew up, you know, in a broken home that I knew that, you know, went through these different adversities and, you know, had to endure, you know, living, coming from a family that, that, you know, didn't necessarily have the, the funds or, you know, the, the normal family lifestyle, you know, growing up in like alcoholism and watching his mom, you know, get abused and then, you know, going on to watching his boy, you know, transition into becoming a man and, and going through the trials and tribulations as a young man and having a, you know, this guy ended up, you know, having a child when he was young. And, you know, for him, he looks back at his you know childhood. He didn't really have a father figure to show him how to be a man. And, you know, even at that, like he was, you know, homeless at the time. So, you know, transitioning that man. Living in his car. Yeah, yeah. I mean, living in his car and then transitioning that and just until... You know, he gets to the point where, you know, he he kind of opens his eyes a little bit. He kind of starts to realize um, what life is truly about. And, you know, he was able to attain his dream and get everything he wanted, um, you know, getting that dream job and then having it all taken away, doing, you know, some health issues and, you know, having different surgeries. And it, it's just crazy because, you know, when you look at life and look at you know, everyone has a story, right? Everyone has some type of adversity and things they go through. Um, but you know, that, that young boy, that man, you know, he embodied what it is to be resilient. He embodied what it is to, you know, fight their adversity. And just for him, obviously that young man is me to be able to, you know, fight yeah, through all that exactly. and be able to get to, <laughs> get to where I am now. I mean, I can, I mean, I can go into detail and that stuff. So yeah. Man, it's crazy, just thinking man. about like the way your your career ended because I, you know, like I was a I, I had told you, you know, uh, like 
And I, oh my God, one, one day I was even sending you all these pictures of me playing NBA 2K <laughs> with like you and me on the same team. Yeah, man, I, I remember, I remember we, that. We, I think you dropped like 45 bro, points we, or something. I don't know, man. It's crazy. <laughs> I was like, yeah, let's go. Bro, you had a lot of, you had a lot of assists, man. You had like 20 assists or something. But uh, man, that was, that's cool. But I, I was telling you, like, I'm, I'm an NBA you know, I'm just like a sports junkie. Like I know yeah. every player. So like when I would play 2K, you know, I, I like I had every single one of them. So like I remember you. Like I, I I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I knew every single player. So I knew. <laughs> and um, it's just like it's it is a little like disappointing as like a, a fan to see like you know your career ended with like y- you know it, because of injuries and. Like I, I, here's the way I see you as, you know, from my limited perspective, like, you know, like Chris Middleton, you know, drafted mm-hmm. second round, yeah. you know, and, 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 and quiet early in his career. And then like, and then right situation and bam, he gets to like show his talents and like, look mm-hmm. what he's doing now. Like I saw that sort of thing potentially happen, happening for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 No, man. 100%. You know, what's crazy. It's like, a lot of people think like, oh, and this is, and this is, I, I don't really talk about this a lot, but a lot of people think that, you know, my career, um, ended up being done because of the injuries and, you know, being hurt and, mm. you know, not getting back to the level I was at. But, you know, at the end of the day, I was able to actually get back to that highest level, right? Right. And you were with the Wizards. Mm-hmm. They, they, they told you you wouldn't come back, you know, because mm-hmm. of the, what was they it, broken kneecap or something? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I was able to make it back to, uh, to the Wizards and get to the NBA, which is, you know, where I was, where I started. Um, you know, I spent a little bit of time in Australia, but even when I came back, like I, they, you know, I had teams still calling me to want to come. And it was a decision I made actually like to like, probably the summer of 2017, 20, no, 2018 to summer t- 28. Yeah. 20 summer 2018. You know, I was, I was doing a whole summer league thing, getting ready to get ready, uh, for camp. And I just, Man, I walked in, uh, to a mandatory dinner we had and as everyone kind of sat around and, you know, as they, you know, do as they normally do, take us to, you know, the five star restaurant, set us down in the private room. You know, I just started to begin to hear the conversation that was going on around me. And there's just, I don't know what it was, but something just clicked in my head and kind of just told me like, Hey, bud, like this, you know, this isn't for you anymore. You know, the lifestyles, you know, I started to, understand the conversations that were going on and this is not all athletes all this this is not you know all athletes at all because i do i have some great just friends. the organiz- people in the it, organization yeah i mean not even the people in the organization like it, it was it, it's just you know when you are listening to the conversations uh for me that are about other things that don't really have any substance right like that that have growth for you and and not saying yeah. anything. Like, what does that? What does that include? Like, like just, 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 just talking about you know the, the girls, the women, you know, uh, you know, the spending the money and like being out and you know the typical thing most athletes do. And then again, it's not all athletes. It's 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 a part of it. It's, a, it's culture. Um, and there's not. I don't have anything against. It's intoxicating, man. Yeah, like when it is. you know when I, I when you kind of just all of a sudden like go from zero dollars to whoa yeah i mean you you give a 19 year old million dollars i mean it's hard to kind of tell him anything and you know just sitting around that day i just realized like hey you know it's i loved the game of basketball but 
it was time for me to move on. It was time for me to grow and it was time for me to get to that next, the next peak in my life, getting to that next mountain, um, and doing what I love yeah. to do. So one of my, uh, one of my th- things I wanted to ask you that I never asked you before was like, and, and it's clear to me what the answer is now, but I was going to say like, do you have any regrets with how your career ended? But obviously no, not. No, I, no, no, not at all, man. I mean, yeah. I went out on a bang. Uh, right. I was able to, to meet some great people. You know, I was able to, you know, throughout my basketball career, I was able to win, um, a few championships. So that was good. Built a lot of good relationships. And yeah, man, I mean, it, it, it set me up for where I am now and what I'm doing now and with the tools and the mindset and this, you know, just being strategic planning and just working my ass off. Like it's, it's just gave me the tools to be successful. Were so. you, were you still, so like you, you got injured. Well, you played in, uh, you played 2014 or and mm-hmm. and and got injured like did they did the Cavs still keep you so on the team like that next year when LeBron was around No or, so you were on the Jazz at one mm-hmm. point too right Correct correct yeah. so I, w- I went from Cleveland um got traded that first year and then went to Utah um and then once to Utah Oh the traded you mm-hmm. and then once I was at Utah and then um had ended up getting you know released and was doing uh rehab with Golden State um their affiliate team ended up breaking my knee and then I, that whole process of me being out that whole year like Golden State was still involved they wanted to make sure I got healthy they wanted to make sure that obviously like my knee and everything got to the point of me getting back playing um and you know I stayed out in Northern California for you know like a year and a half but I, during that time, I was just mentally just not in the right place. You know, I wasn't, I didn't have the healthy habits, you know, my mental, I mean, for an athlete, you know, having everything kind of taken away. And, and, and not only that, just like going through injury, surgery after surgery. I mean, it's a, it's a mentally tough thing to take someone who most, most athletes, I mean, their identity is their sport. You know, we don't, we don't see outside of that because that's what we're taught to do at, from a young age. You know, we're, we're taught to, do eat, breathe, sleep, what we do. Um, and it's, it was great. But during that time, you know, I didn't, I, I was mentally, I didn't understand like, all right, well, what was next? What was next? And then, you know, everything kind of just clicked. And that's when I knew like, all right, let's start to change this, change the story that I'm telling myself, you know? Yeah. Right. I mean, there is, there's definitely a, a, a real sort of reinvention that has to happen when, you know, your athletic oh. career is over. I mean, Ooh. obviously I was never on, <laughs> on your level, but I was, I, this is like the coolest thing I could say. I was a D1 athlete. Now, what was I? I was a cheerleader. <laughs> I was the one cheering. It's... I was the one lifting human beings over my head, doing backflips and cheering Carrick on at the, at the basketball games, you know, but I was still a D1 athlete. But anyway, uh, like I, after 20 years, like, like, you know, from ages three to 20, like all of a sudden there's a, I'm not playing sports like all year round because I play like multiple sports. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like there was this, you know, reinvention. So like, what did I do? Like, I was like, oh my God, I have so much time. So uh, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to start a podcast. And like things just happened from there. And I just started like Mm -hmm. going from one thing to the next. And my career evolved from, from those beginnings there. But like, how did you reinvent yourself, Carrick, in, uh, you know, probably like 2016? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, 17. It was, yeah, it's probably, probably I, I would say, I mean, 
I would say around, I started to reinvent myself around like 20, 2016 is where it started. I started this whole self-discovery process because I just wanted to, you know, understand a little bit more of, you know, what I like to do and like what I was actually interested in, but also just get out there and just test, you know, what was on the other side of fear, the things that I was actually afraid to do and I was scared to, you know, commit to and things like that. And, um, you know, as I was doing that process early, you know, I realized like, it's it's okay to go and try different things um, because you don't really necessarily know what that thing is that you're going to like. And, you know, as I started to get into speaking and, you know, was traveling around um, and then started to just dabble in like different investment opportunities, I was like, man, like, you know, I obviously I, I love basketball, but like I also just love to help. I love to serve and I, I love to, um, you know, create a lot of other yeah 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 i I love to create i love to you know be you've now been open up to yeah no 100 percent. and then you know transitioning into actually being done with basketball and walking away you know about uh it's almost two years now so you know walking away i just noticed i was like you know like i have to reinvent myself and i have to you know, really claim my identity. And obviously it's like a process, right? Because you go through the stages, like you're saying, you go through those stages where it's like, well, I don't have a concrete, concrete schedule. I don't, I'm not waking up on, you know, at six and going to, you know, the gym to work out and then have practice and then have like a meeting. Like there's no, there was no structure. So really trying to find that, that, that balance between, you know, keeping my holding myself accountable, but also still keeping, you know, that, that, that consistency, that structure. And, you know, I struggled, I struggled a little bit at that. I'm not going to lie. I struggled a, little, a lot of it, um, at the beginning, just because again, you know, when, when, <laughs> when you, you get to a point where it's just kind of like, all right, well, like what's next? Like, I don't know. I didn't know business. I didn't know, um, the correct steps to take. But once I found, once I kind of dig deeper into myself and really started to, again, build the knowledge and really start to understand like how things were working, it was so easy for me to obviously take the mindset I had being an athlete to the business world and being a speaker and being, you know, a consultant and a coach and, and being able to take that and just having the momentum to carry it forward, you know, having. The, sure. yeah. well, well- Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, 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 just having the momentum well, you, for it. Yeah, yeah. And now you're like teaching people fulfillment. Like why? <laughs> that's a, that's a raw, that's a, that's a tough thing to like tackle, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Why, why have you chosen something like that? Um, why have you chosen fulfillment as, as the thing you teach people? You know, I, I, I chose to film it because to be completely honest, I mean, there's so many people out there, um, that experience, you know, living the dream, right? Or just, you know, going out and, and accomplishing different things, but they're not necessarily, you know, happy. They're not truly. Right. Well, why, why do you think that happens? You know, and I, and I think that happens because when you look at what society, you know, stamps as, real success you know we paint this picture of you know you have this you know job you make this money you get this house you buy this car that means you're successful that means you're supposed to be happy you get the family but in reality i mean each and every person it's almost just like we're living 
in a world that we're just trying to satisfy someone else instead of really just trying to satisfy, you know, our, our own personal needs, you know? Right. And, 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 and that- you know, what's funny too, like, you know, we, I caught myself doing this. Like, like I just, a few months ago, I just got this awesome new car. Like, Oh, I love it. And you probably saw it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and what did I love do? The color, what did I do? I, it took me three months. Oh, I appreciate it, man. <laughs> um, yeah. It took me three months to do, but what I do? I post it on social media. Uh, I'm like, so my thing for 2020 is buying my own property, owning my own home. As you know, maybe something, maybe for me to, maybe for me to live in. Maybe I'll buy two properties: one, you know, strictly investment; one for me to live in. I don't mm-hmm. know. But what am I going to do? I'm, I was, I, I thought about it. Like, what happens when I get that? Oh, I'm probably going to post it to social media. What am I doing there? I'm literally just checking the boxes mm-hmm. and telling society look at look i just checked this box look i just i just got the car i just got the girlfriend i just got the home i don't have a girlfriend by the way and that hasn't changed <laughs> and uh and so like we and we all do this i'm not all but so many of us do this where we get caught up in like checking the boxes boxes and then showing people hey look mm-hmm. i checked the box I caught myself lately, so and it's hard not to do. Yeah, that no, it, it, no, it's definitely hard not to do in 2020, and it's definitely hard, obviously, with just social social media and just you know, the the, the perfect perception. Like uh, as I like to say, it, it's it's hard, but it's one of those things where it's just like I've been blessed in my life to see you know highly you know valued people, highly you know successful people. I've seen the guys that are you know millionaires, billionaires, multimillionaires, you know, billionaires who are completely enjoying their life because they're, they're living within their purpose. They're living within what they truly want, you know, deep down inside, like what they truly want to do. But, you know, I do also know other individuals who are multimillionaires who are, you know, billionaires and, and, and it doesn't even have to be that. I know lawyers, I know doctors, I know people who work, you know, normally regular nine to five jobs that are not, you know, happy, you know, they're happy to, you know, they have the nice cars, they, they can buy the watches, they can get all this stuff, but they're only, you know, like you said, right, they're, they're only doing it to show people like, hey, I'm successful, I'm successful, or I have this, or I've done that, you know, and sometimes, you know, also, you know, you, you sacrifice so much time in your career and your, your business and, and one thing and just trying to build up to the point where you can live the life you want to live. And one thing I've just also noticed with that is just, you know, I have a daughter. So, you know, I was sacrificing so much time with her, not really being, you know, not really achieving what I think is real success and that and real wealth. And that's, you know, my relationships. I was putting off my relationships. I wasn't, um, being, the, the father I needed to be, you know, the son I needed to be to my mother, you know, because I was just so focused on like, oh, I just need success, money. Like, I got to get it. I got to get it. But at the end of the day, it's just... I, I will say that's the stage I'm at right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and, yeah. and that's one of those things where like... I think your early 20s, I think I think early 20s, like... You have to. That's what it is. No, no. You, you, you for sure, you for sure have to risk and you for sure have to keep going. Um, but I just kind of feel like, you know, you get to this point where it's like, you got to risk, you got to keep going, but you don't want to, you know, self-sabotage yourself when it comes to things that actually are in your, like in your principles, like your principles, like things that you value. 
Um, cause that's where I kind of feel like what happens when we just get locked in focus, like we forget our own principles, we forget our own values. And then sometimes we don't pump the brakes to stop and be like, all right, Hey, let's take a breather. Let's just be in this moment. Let's appreciate, let's be, let's have the more gratitude. Let's, let's, let's try and figure out how I can be the best of me and also get what I want. But you know, along that journey, like, yeah, you're going to have to sacrifice. You're going to have to risk. You're going to have to, you know, you're, if people are going to like you, there are people going to hate you. But as long as you're being true to yourself, to me, that's all that really matters. Like that's all that really matters. So, like what are the, what are some of the tools then that, that you arm people with, you know, to, to be more fulfilled? Actually, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. We'll hit pause okay. on that question. What, what does fulfillment mean to you? And for, to you, for me, you know, being fulfilled is just, you know, being happy with who you truly are. This is living in your true self. You know, I, I, I truly believe that, you know, for everyone, obviously success is different. You know, f- fulfillment is going to be different. Um, but I feel like we don't take the time to actually understand like, all right, what's going to actually make me fulfilled because I can chase all this stuff and get all this, whether it's money or whether it's, you know, all these rental properties or whether it's just like, you can chase all this stuff, but it's just like, you know, Am I what? Am I actually fulfilled, or if I or am I just filling it? You know these voids where I, I like need to fill with other things that actually I'm passionate about that make me happy. But now I say there's two things because you got to make the money, right? Like you got to continue the success, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, but fulfillment for me is just it's just one of those things where it's just like just understanding you, understanding your own personal needs, your values, your principles, and just really digging deep into like all right, like how can I have uh, uh, have the life that I desire? How can I, you know, fulfill my own personal needs? Because if you're not the best version of you, how can you, how can you help me or how can I help someone else? Vice right. versa. Yeah. You, you, you need, you need the mula. Like, you, <laughs> yes. like, you, you, like I watched, I was watching Dan Gilbert's TED talk. I've just been watching so many TED talks yeah, because yeah, of, yeah. in preparation for mine. Like even just noticing, I, I watch them sometimes just to see what the heck people are wearing, man. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I did the same. No, I did the same thing, bro. So it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. So I'm uh, watching Dan Gilbert's talk, and I kind of like. I thought the number was seventy thousand, but watching Dan Gilbert's talk and and seeing his studies uh, in there, I, he might do his own research. Yeah, I think yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, if not, he cited it properly. But anyway in you know so money does make us happier it does mm-hmm. but diminishing returns like it makes you know up until w- when you're making $75,000 you have you are receiving 95% of all the benefit that money could ever give you from there you know $75,000 to a billion dollars per year like you're only you're only like increasing like happiness marginally that sounds crazy uh and it sounds crazy to me you know i wouldn't would know i haven't gone from 75 to a billion dollars mm-hmm. but um <laughs> i would love I, that huh? i believe it i believe it man yeah yeah no i mean it's it's it is one of those things just like once you get to a certain point like you said it's just like what really like what's the difference right like what's the difference like you can always get more of anything um, and that's in, to each his own. There's some people that that's just how their minds function. That's just how they focus. And that's, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, when you think about, all right, well, like, you can have all the money in the world and still not be happy. Like, 
I mean, you look at Rob, you know, yeah. Tony Robbins, you know, always talks about the Robin Williams, right? He, he was successful. You know, he was a guy who, you know, in, in film, you know, in acting, it was probably one of the best at, you know, what he was doing. Um, but, you know, obviously, you know, God bless his family. Um, he decided that to take his life and, it's one person when you would look at him, you would think he was happy, right? Because he had everything. He had the awards. He had, you know, the move, different movies. He was living the life. But, you know, when it came to, you know, internally, like deep down, like just really being at the elite level, as I like to say, or just being at a, at a level of just like you, you know, that's where, you know, that's what he lacked. So. Yeah. He, he checked every box, mm-hmm. but, uh, Life, life ain't, uh, shouldn't be about checking boxes. What should no. life be about then? Huh? Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, it, it's life. I mean, for me and what I think, I think life should be about, you know, life should be about just, just truly, and obviously not every day is going to be perfect, but just truly just, you know, living out what you, you like, what your personal, like I said, your personal needs are like, your, your life should be shaped on how you, like, what makes you happy every day? What makes you tick? Like, yeah, man, whatever you want to do, like, mm-hmm. yeah, what, what, go after whatever you want and know why you want it. Exactly. Knowing it's why. Important. You want Not it. just like because other people say to, mm-hmm. you know, or because you think that's what you're supposed to do. Like, like, go after whatever you want and know why you want it. Yeah, yeah I think that's important. And, uh, that's a good take. No. That's a takeaway there. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, well, I was back to that question. Like, what what are some of the tools that you teach people in terms of you know fulfillment? You know, for me, for fulfillment, you know, I I always try and just try like go after teaching people how to live one a healthier life, a more wealthier life, more fulfilling life, more passion driven life, um, and just like a more meaningful life, just so they can just wake up. Like my whole purpose of what I'm doing is literally to just wake people up and begin to get them to refocus and understand like you have to empower yourself like i can't like i, I sure. can i can give you the tools i can help you but, how, how do you do that you know i i teach them you know the tools you know i i, I teach them you know deep down their their whys and getting them to understanding like all right what like what's like happening right now like what is my real truth you know because so many people out there we i mean we lie to ourselves every day and it's okay some people you have to do it there's times you have to but you know, we lie to ourselves in the sense of like, all right, well, where am I at right now today? Like, am I happy right now today? Um, so just helping them gain clarity, right? And then helping them just have more, you know, efficiency, more effectiveness in their life. And, and you know, obviously map, helping them map out, you know, a, a plan, a, a goal list, but really just reconnecting them and igniting them back to their path, like their relationships, reuniting like their relationships, like helping them. And one thing I've realized is like, when you can sit aside and you, when you especially have a business and you can go after it in a way of joy and love and, and not only that, just going after it in a way of like better understanding who you are and yourself and just what your values principles are. I mean, the growth potential of your business and what you're doing, I mean, it, it just grows. I mean, you look at all the, I mean, look at anybody who's successful. I mean, they'll, they'll tell you the same. They'll, most of them will tell you the same thing. Um, and just, you know, just really just helping them prepare, you know, for, for change. 
um, really just helping them prepare for change. So just taking them through just a little bit of everything. Um, I think, I think one of the biggest things that for me when I'm doing this, um, especially with the, some of the clients that I do work with, just because it's, it's, you know, I, I, I help everyone. I love to help everybody. Um, but when I realized, you know, with working with kind of the high level, some of the higher level clients, um, you know, a lot of them do have issues with, you know, wanting more family time, like separate, like separating themselves from their work so they can, you know, be sure a better father, better husband, um, and different things like that. So it's so like, pretty like cool. how, how do you, how do you advise people to do that other than saying like, Hey, Carrick, separate yourself from your work. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, like how, how, yeah. no, no, no. So for me, I'm obviously you can't just tell someone, Hey, you got to separate yourself from your work. Got to do that. Is this, <laughs> is this, is this, is this really making them more aware of, of what's actually going on? You know, I, and I think we, I think there's sometimes a filter on what we're doing. And sometimes when you don't, and this is why I, lo- I love what I do because I love getting people results. Um, you know, sometimes when you're doing something or just in a situation, like we, we always think we're doing something right. You know, we're, we always think like, oh, like cool, like I'm right or like everything's fine, like nothing's wrong because no one's really telling us like, hey, like, hey, buddy, like you're actually like you're treating people like shit. Like, you know, like so just like not only making them aware, but just just teaching them, you know, obviously things like about the six human needs or teaching them, you know, different methods that I've used, um, you know, to, to create what I, what I like to call just like momentum in our life, momentum for change and this, you know, making them, and I guess you can say taking them step by step to, to, to basically get them to understand, you know, those, those problematic issues that are, that they feel, um, that are kind of, that are at their road, like that are stopping them, making a roadblock in their life. Um, and it's just honestly one thing I, I love to do. And it's, it's, it's probably, you know, I know, some people do this, some people don't, but you know, I love to actively be in their weeks, um, in their like weekly schedules in the sense of mandatory calls and mm-hmm. making sure that there's accountability, that they're, they're, they're reflecting on, all right, like what actually changed this week or, what do I need to change it? Is there connections I need to make or is there things I need to, you know, time I need to set aside or like just getting them to not only reset their minds and that the actions they're doing, but just getting them to actually like start to use just different processes and, and, and different, you know, tricks to, to, to the subconscious mind because it's like one of the most power. I mean, it is the most powerful thing um, when it comes to just the way we think. So, yeah. Man, I think it's been a, a really like from the start of this podcast to now, I think this has been like a really important conversation that we've had on fulfillment and, you know, not checking the boxes and society and, and, uh, I think, so I think this has been great. And, uh, I really, I thank you for once again, Carrick, joining me on Growth Mindset University. It's always fun. I know we'll do more oh, of these hopefully yes, in yes. person someday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, so again, at Carrick underscore Felix on Instagram. Yeah. Yes, uh, sir. Give it anywhere else you you want to you want to point people to. Um. Yeah. You can you can check me out on at Carrick 
well, at Carrick underscore Felix on Instagram. And you can also check me out on uh, Facebook, um, Carrick Felix IMC. Uh, same thing with uh, Twitter. You can do Carrick Felix. Yeah, you, you got a website? Uh, yeah, I got a website. So it's imcelite.com if you want to, you know, go on ahead and check that out and, um, Good. you know, tap a link. I think it's the same as it was before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I changed it a little bit. I changed it a little bit. So, yeah. So. Oh, it was IMC Family. Yeah, it was, now, it was now it's yeah, 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 yeah. IMC. Go there and click on what? Yeah, you go there. Um, you can kind of check out what I'm doing. Uh, and what I'm offering right now is I'm, I'm doing, you know, free calls, free sessions um for individuals right now so you know if you go check out that link you'll Love that. yeah you'll you can watch a couple of different videos i'm giving away two different you know tools and secrets that literally helped me change my life which is completely awesome obviously it's free of charge free 99 and um nice you know yeah so they can go over book a 30 minute call and you can it's you can talk to me live so <laughs> that's so cool man oh that's so cool I, man, if i was <laughs> I was playing. If I didn't know you, and, yeah. and I, I was, I'm playing 2K. I don't see you, and I'm like, wait, I can get on the phone with this guy. Yeah, go to imcelite.com and uh, and book a call with Carrick. Talk to my buddy, uh, Carrick. This has been awesome. I'm gonna yeah. ask my final question again. I don't remember what you said this last time, or you know, there's rare occasions back in the day when I didn't used to ask this question, <laughs> but so so maybe I never asked it to you, but I probably did. Uh, if you could create a, if you could teach a course at a university course of your creation or otherwise, what would it be? Ooh, that's a, that's a pretty good question. If I can teach a course, any course at any university, what would I teach? Um, to be completely honest, uh, it would definitely be in personal development. Um, I would, I would, this is tough. This is tough. This is tough. This is tough. (laughs) Um, you know, I would, I would definitely teach, like a if i could create it like a like a mindset class just like a mental health like mindset um class where i was able to kind of help individuals you know obtain that elite level mindset and be able to you know start bringing in the tools in their life when it comes to you know meditation and and, you know mindfulness and and just being able to unlock the part of their minds that's going to actually help them you know, be the person that they know they can be. So that I would probably teach like a mindset class just because it's, for me, I think it's, it's important. Carrick Felix, you're the man. Thank you very much. No, I appreciate you. Thanks, man. We've reached the end of this episode of Growth Mindset University. For more keys to success and methods to inspire your entrepreneurial spirit, head to jordanparis.com slash course and enroll in our free course to elevate your podcast to the next level. Be sure to pass the show along to someone you know who will benefit from the lessons learned in each episode, and we'll catch you and them on the next episode of Growth Mindset University.